We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. I'm launching a new website, transformativeprinciple.com. You can go there to learn about and join the mastermind. And also, you can go there to learn how to get positive press for your school. What's better than you telling your story all the time? Getting other credible third parties to tell your story for you. Go to transformativeprinciple.com. Once again, that's transformativeprinciple.com. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am very excited to have Garrett Cook on the program today. Uh, Garrett is the principal of Terry W. Kitchen Junior High School in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. He's a young leader serving in education for the past 11 years in a variety of roles, including science teacher, football and track coach, assistant principal, and principal. He's worked in public and private schools in Kansas, Missouri, and Texas. Garrett, welcome to Transformative Principle. Thanks, Jethro. I really appreciate you having me on the program. I've been listening to it for several years and enjoying your mastermind because of it. And it's been a great resource for me. And I appreciate the work you do and the way you connect other individuals and help us network. Man. Well, thank you. I, I am honored. And uh, hearing you say that, since I know you better than a lot of other listeners, is really powerful because I've seen you in the mastermind. And you did something unique. You joined the mastermind when you got this job at uh, your junior high school. And so let's talk a little bit about how the mastermind has helped you as you're starting as a new principal in a new school. Yeah, so it's interesting that you asked that, Jethro. I actually am unique in that most of my experience has been in public education, but two years ago, I was actually in a private school situation as a principal. And while serving in that role, I felt extremely isolated. 
I was the only principal in the building. I had 15 staff members and just under 100 students pre-K through 12. And a lot of things fell back on my shoulders and I didn't feel like I had a ton of support. So I felt like transitioning back into public education, um, especially back coming to a junior high that's much larger like what I'm used to. I only have two grades, seventh and eighth grade at my current school with just under 650 students and 89 total staff members in this building. I felt like I needed some connection and some extra support and really got that through the mastermind. So it's been wonderful for me because I've networked with people that are in the same state and throughout the country that are in very similar secondary roles to me. Um, they can relate to my situation and we can speak about things candidly. There are no biases. Um, none of these people work in my district so I can share those things and, and then, uh, it's helped me grow and think in different ways and, and help me connect with some people that are doing some great things in education for, for kids and teachers. Yeah, the things that the people in our mastermind are doing is really inspiring. If somebody were in your position thinking, should I do this or should I not, what would you say to them? I would say don't wait. Jump on it immediately if you have the opportunity and the means to take care of, of doing that, that you shouldn't hesitate because what you're doing is filling back up your own cup. Um, you're adding to yourself, not only just for my mental health and well-being, but also being connected to other people and getting some resources out there that will help serve my building and my staff better um, as I move forward. There are things that we've implemented in the year and a half I've been at the school that I'm at now um, that I wouldn't have even thought of. And I feel like I'm, so advanced in what I'm doing at this point, being a year and a half at, at this school, as compared to where I've been in the past in leadership roles, because I was a part of the mastermind and have, have gotten to answers and solve problems quicker with having a group of people to network like this. Yeah, so it's one thing to have the experience and know how to solve things, but then to have the community where they help you come up with solutions and, and figure things out, you can do that much faster with the support. Absolutely. Yep. I would agree with that. Well, cool. Um, so I've had the very enjoyable opportunity to watch you grow, learn and develop in the time that you've been um, at your current school. And it's been really amazing because as you mentioned, you are kind of the young guy, you know, you've only been in education for 11 years. And so um, you're coming into a staff with a bunch of people who have been there before. Uh, there's already an established way of doing things and you're the new guy coming in in the leadership position with other people who are older and have done more. So what is it that has helped you be successful in this year and a half that you've been there? And um, what about your leadership model has, has enabled that to happen? One of the biggest things I think that helps us be successful in leadership um, is just connecting with people. Um, and it sounds simple, but there are a lot of extroverts and there are a lot of people that like to be center of attention or that kind of thing so they can make connections easily or be charismatic. But I think more than that is identifying the people that you work with that really are the movers and shakers uh, mm -hmm. in whatever organization you're working with. And in my case, I developed a leadership team here at the junior high and some of those people were already a part of that and some weren't. And I started last year by opening that leadership team up 
to people that wanted to volunteer and join it so that we could start monthly staff meetings, which is something that wasn't established in my current building. And I really got to know a lot of people on a deeper level of what, what is their motivation for being a part of this? How do they operate handling difficult situations or different scenarios? How do they make decisions, et cetera? I got a chance to do that. And I don't know that everyone does that. I didn't take opportunities like this in the past at other schools I've led at. And I think it was really insightful for me to whereas this school year coming into my second year as principal, I have the team that I chose. And I narrowed that down to individuals that I felt like really modeled kids first mentalities and want to do right for others. And my team, I feel, is really strong, and I feel like they've got a very similar vision and uh, set of goals that align with, with the way I do things and how I operate as a leader. So having that support and feeling like I have a group that's bought into what I believe in and that we're serving kids first, and that's really something that we're going to do here and we're going to be action-oriented with it, I think it's been a huge change and a huge positive way for me as a young leader in a new situation. Yeah, and the thing that's interesting is that as I, I did come out and work with your leadership team about communication and things like that, which was a lot of fun and cool to meet you in person, that's always a bonus, and then and then to see your leadership team. And what was great was seeing how after just a year, you had established a way that communication could be open and honest without without people feeling like they needed to guard everything. And I thought that was really awesome to see because you you talked about how you set up a, a system for communication and a way to get feedback from uh, specific people. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So I am a believer in the PLC model. I believe PLC practices are great and communication and collaboration are key in any business or organization, organization especially schools where educators are dealing with children on a daily basis and their families um, and trying to educate our youth for a better future. That being said, as most of us know that have been in education for any time, if you even say the word PLC or we're going to develop a strong PLC here, it's almost like with other educators, they've been there, done that. That's old hat. It's in one ear and out the other. So when I came in, I was looking for a leadership model that could follow those basic practices of having collective commitments of meeting on a regular basis to serve kids needs not to gripe or complain like happens in so many other collaborative situations in schools and uh, have a mission and a vision in a way that was new or different that people could buy into if that makes sense jethro mm -hmm. and i really got turned on to an author pat lencioni which a lot of people have read his five dysfunctions of a team but a good friend of mine actually down while I was in Texas handed me a book called The Advantage and said, hey, you need to check this out. I think this would help you out with, you know, some leadership or just a leadership model in education. And I read the book, loved it. We read it in the mastermind together. I learned even more about it than what I had before. I feel like I always get a little gem or two out of it when I go back through it. And it has leadership model in it called The Meeting Advantage that Lencioni talks about and we bought into it and my team kind of worked on that as a whole, making decisions together on organizational clarity is what Lencioni calls it. And he has four questions 
that he asks that what will we do? What, why do we exist? What do we do? How do we behave and how will we succeed? And we answer those questions together. And then we also set a thematic goal for our school year, which is the fifth question, what is most important right now? And I've got a team that I really feel like is committed to that. We work this and we even change the style of our meetings and how we do it. You know, for instance, we are agendaless. We show up to a meeting and we just follow this model that we've set out. Um, we've got our questions in front of us. So we make sure that we've got our norms, if you will, and why we're here. And then we also have what Lencioni calls defining objectives and standard operating objectives. The defining objectives, what is most important right now is a thematic goal that lasts six to nine months. So basically a school year, what's the most important thing that we're gonna focus on? throughout this year to help students, staff, and the rest of our stakeholders. And um, we've defined that and we go over it in every single meeting. We red, green, uh, or yellow light it to see whether we're, we're getting it done or we're not. And then we have discussions and we make decisions and then we write down um, who's gonna communicate that, who's gonna take action on those things in a meeting. And I think it is extremely powerful because what it's done is it's, put that back in some of the strongest people's hands in my building, the movers and shakers, if you will. And it's taken off um, of my shoulder, showing up to a meeting, being the only person in charge of an agenda. And then it just being what I want to spin it as, if that makes sense. So it's been powerful for us and uh, gives us an avenue where I can just work that. And we're all a part of that leadership model, not just one building leader. John Cat Educational supports high-quality teaching and learning by providing publications that are research-based, practical, and focused on the key topics proven essential in today's and tomorrow's schools. The latest John Cat publications include a book whose bold, transformative ideas amaze and infuriate people around the world, according to one reviewer, a title from Global Leaders in Curriculum Planning, Practice, and Retrieval, one book that says stop talking and start doing with regard to teacher well-being, and much more. These books, used by educators of all roles across North America and worldwide, amplify fresh, engaging voices with practical strategies to create transformative change. Learn more in our show notes at jethrojones.com podcast. Yeah. Well, and what I like about that is that you've democratized the priorities and and decision-making responsibilities so that it's you don't show up to the meeting and say, here's everything that I care about, and other people say, well, I don't care about any of this stuff because this is the problem over here. But even if you give an opportunity to change the agenda or add things to it, a lot of people won't say anything because they're like, if he doesn't see it, then there's no point in it. And, and I think that that's a really powerful approach to take that is more it's more powerful than you would think it is because it it enables everybody to be as involved in the solution as they are capable of being is that am i saying that right is that is that what you've seen yeah yeah i definitely do i mean talk about ownership and leadership right we all want ownership and we want 
our movers and shakers, if you will, or a leadership team, if that's what you have on your staff to do and to feel empowered and be a part of the process. To me, this does it. And it does it in kind of a fresh new way for educators to where as long, you know, the big thing with my team was, Garrett, are you going to stay committed to this? And are you going to be around for a while? Because we don't want to start something that's not going to be around. And how often do we see that in education, right? So I've shared with them, yeah, we're committed to it. We're going to work it together and keep moving forward. And I think that my people are buying into that and appreciate it. It's still really new. It's still really fresh. So we don't know where it's going to take us, but we have a focus like they haven't had prior to um, and that we didn't have last year as we were making these kind of decisions and looking at how we can improve our practices in our building. You've talked about movers and shakers. And so you have this idea of how people are interacting in your building. The way that you respond and give time to people is different, that not everybody gets the same amount of time or not everybody gets the same amount of attention. How do you determine how to spend time and support with different people in your building? Yeah, so I think I think it's really important. There's only so much given time in a day. And a lot of great leaders out there have figured out that they have to prioritize that time and manage it well to be as effective as possible um, for the greater good. And that being said, I really lean on my leadership team. It's made up of 12 individuals. I have two assistant principals and nine faculty members that are all department chairs. And those are the individuals I would call movers and shakers. Um, I did personality surveys with my entire building and some professional development on, on a model called True Colors, which is personality profiles based on the colors green, gold, orange, and blue. And those different colors represent the major personalities in all of society, right? So I get to know the people in my building and everyone matters, but I spend quite a bit more time with my leadership team in disseminating information in the collaborative meetings that we have monthly and sometimes we have them bi-weekly if we need to and i try to get to know people on an individual level because some people don't want you to come by and check on them every day and ask them how they're doing or shoot the breeze if you will whereas others they need that if i was talking to you about the true colors model um, orange is a is a really charismatic person, center of attention, class clown kind of kid. If you think of the student, you think of the adult, they want to be center of attention. That individual I'm going to give a little more shoulder time to or face time to because they crave it. Uh, whereas if I have a blue personality, talking about true colors still, that individual is going to be, could be one of the, one of the people that doesn't really like to be center of attention, more of an introvert. They want to work independently. So I might just say, Hey, good morning to them. And that's enough. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go have a full conversation with them when they're supervising or getting ready for the school day or whatever it is. And I think finding out who those people are and what motivates them and how they work best really can make a huge difference and impact in the way that you lead and the way that you work with others. Me, for instance, Jethro, I uh, I want to speak. I want to be out front. I, I'm a high eye with a disc profile. So I want to be heard and I want to um, innovate and implement things and work with others and collaborate to make decisions. So visiting with people and being center of attention, that's important to me, but also 
just doing my job in the way that I see fit best and having autonomy is huge. So if I know those things about the people that I work with and I can provide that for them with, with projects or lesson planning um, or a new initiative that we're implementing in the school building, that's huge. I think getting to know your people at a deeper level than surface and hi, I'm a nice guy and can smile and, and come by and say hi to you. Um, but I can really know what makes you tick and try to lift up people's strengths and use them in those situations or put them in situations where they can use their strengths is really a, a key piece of leadership that I'm trying to learn more about, utilize myself. Yeah, I totally agree. And what I see when you are able to find people's strengths um, is that they can then come out of their their weaknesses and live in their strengths rather than living in their weaknesses. So I, like you, hate being micromanaged. And I had a boss who would micromanage me and it just drove me nuts. And if one example that I like to give is that I, if somebody says, Jethro, you need to go do lunch duty, just grates on me. But I love spending time with kids, love being in there. So as long as nobody tells me that's what I have to do, that that's where I'm required to be, then I, I can totally do it and it's fine. But as soon as somebody says you have to do it, then I'm like, okay, how can I not be trapped? Because then it feels like a trap because somebody's telling me that I have to do it. And it's interesting because in one of my schools, that was uh, the expectation that the principal spends all their time in the lunchroom. And what my perception was, was that when it, when the principal is stuck in the lunchroom, then we can go do whatever we want. And don't have any responsibility or accountability because we know that the principal can't come and check on us. And I remember experiencing that and thinking, man, that is just so unhealthy and so toxic, both for me to think that and for them to experience that also. But when you when you know people, when you understand who they are and what makes them tick um, as best you can, because that's hard to figure out, then it's really powerful. And especially with those personality surveys, that they're not the be all and end all and they don't define everybody but they at least give you a starting point to be able to look at them and say, okay, you're not going to like it if I come in, pop into your classroom unannounced. You're going to want me to say I'm coming in third period today and you're just going to be so much more comfortable. That's a little respectful, decent human being thing that I can do to help you feel more comfortable and supported. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So my last question is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? Get to know your staff. Um, a lot of people have worked together for 10 years or more, and you know they may not know that other person's spouse's name or their children's name and simple things like that, where you can connect with others in a, in a, um, a very human and down to earth way, I think are huge. If I had to do the job over currently or start over knowing what I know now, even my first year, I would have spent more time getting to know some people in my office staff because I spent a ton of time with my building and getting out in classrooms and with teachers and with students. Um, but I would get to know some of those individuals that have been around for a while, make them feel comfortable make them understand a little bit more about me and be open with them. Because once you have broken down some of those get to know you barriers, if you will, you can really connect with people and find out what makes them tick and get the most out of the people that you work with. Yeah, great advice. 
Garrett, thank you so much for being part of Transformative Principle today. So good to talk to you and so grateful to have you in the mastermind with me every week. You bet. Thank you, Jethro. I appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.